Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T, and sitting next to me is someone absolutely fantastic and amazing that's gonna help you just believe in yourself just a little bit more today. I'm gonna introduce to you La Ganja Estranja, also known as Jay Jackson. We're gonna talk all about that. But you know, in your life sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you can be 100% authentic to who you are, and maybe you're struggling in different areas of your life. We're gonna talk about that today. We're also gonna talk about dance, performing, and just basically living your best life. So thank you for being here. Of and course, thanks for having me. Of course. All right, here we go. So La Ganja, launched to stardom after being selected to compete on RuPaul's Drag Race. Since then, Laganja has performed her original music across the world, spanning 16 countries and six continents. Talk about worldwide come through. <laughs> in addition to her work in drag, Laganja is also a trained contemporary and jazz dancer and has worked as a choreographer for a variety of music videos, stage shows, and she has performed for artists such as Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, and Christina Aguilera. Come on with the flex. Yes. <laughs> she is also an outspoken advocate for LGBTQ plus rights and mental health awareness and has used her platform to raise awareness and funds for various charitable causes. In 2019, New York Magazine named Laganja as one of the most powerful drag queens in America. I'm gonna say the world. And Dope Magazine featured her on their cover, making her the first LGBTQIA plus entertainer to appear on the cover of a cannabis magazine. So get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say it again. Uh, uh, uh. What's up? You better than Oprah. Come on, This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Can I just, like, bow to you? Oh, stop. Wait, I got to tell them this, though. I got to be straight up honest. The reason why I'm obsessed with her is because my husband, so a lot of you know, for his <laughs> 51st birthday in December, I surprised him with a trip to Tel Aviv. We were 
you know, sitting in the house. And he was like, you know what I really want for my birthday? It would be so amazing if I could go to Tel Aviv to see this amazing performance. He's like, I know we can't go. And I made it happen. And that's what oh, Well, it was for the house of Edwards. So to be specific, it was me, Alyssa, and Shangela. Yes. So the holy trinity of drag. Literally the holy trinity. And they took down the house. I'm going to get into the drag and kind of get that out of the way because obviously- <laughs> I love it. You know, your death drops are amazing, so I want to talk about it. But there's obviously more um, meat to you. So let's talk about your your rise to stardom in drag. Sure. And really, I, I kind of want to go back to the beginning. What was your initial feelings and thoughts and, like, passion to actually want to pursue that career? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I never intended on being a drag queen. I grew up in musical theater so dance, singing, and acting, those are my three favorite things to do then. They're still my three favorite things to do now. And uh, through my process in college, I discovered the show RuPaul's Drag Race. And I started watching from season one, and I just fell in love with the show. I had been a fan of RuPaul since I was knee-high to a pig's eye. My sister, who's also queer, had raised me on RuPaul. So I just fell in love with the show because it really was all about being your authentic self and loving yourself, which I think is a queer individual growing up in Texas, I had a really hard time doing. Mm -hmm. And I felt that the show really empowered me to be my best self. And so I started, you know, dibble dabbling in drag throughout college. And it wasn't until I graduated that I really started taking it serious as a career. And about a year later in 2013, I got on RuPaul's Drag Race. And that sort of changed the trajectory of my entire life. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that I believe in kind of going with the wind. I think uh, life blows you in many directions. And so I like to be a dancer and just be lenient and go with where the wind was blowing. And that's where it blew. It blew me in the direction of drag. And I'm so grateful that it did because it not only, you know, allowed the career that you just read about in my bio, but it also taught me a lot about myself and helped me find my truth as a trans individual. I also want to go back because I think a lot of people, and there are also probably a lot of people out there that want to get into drag or people who don't understand it. But for me, from a person who thrives in being their most authentic self, what was the mental struggle of saying, I'm going to step into this world knowing I'm going to be judged for it by like an incredible amount of people, but still being like, look, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Like, how do you overcome that fear? Because I think regardless of where you are in your life, learning how to overcome fear to be yourself is, and learning how to do that is just, could be an amazing feat to like literally transform your life. I agree. And I think, you know, as queer individuals, we're sort of forced to do that earlier on in our life. I think that I had built a tough skin already and I'm actually still working on that tough skin. I'm a very sensitive person, but I've learned throughout the years that you really have to not care what people say. You know, I think that that is what is so amazing about RuPaul is he ends every show by saying, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell can you love someone else? And I really believe that's more than a catchphrase. And it's, it's a mantra that I actually live my life by. And so when stepping into the limelight, you're right. I knew I was going to be judged, but I think at that age, I was 23 years old, I was a little naive. I had no idea that people were going to judge me that the, the way that they did. And that was actually very hard for me after the show. I struggled for many years and, and dealt with alcoholism. And, you know, it was a whole journey to get to where I am today, being the confident trans woman that I am. But it is something I think I still have to work on each and every day, right? I think that's why movement is so crucial to my life, because I believe movement and singing, these are things that come from our ancestors and help bring us closer to our souls. 
And so that's, that's what I do is I use movement to really release this tension and release mm. this fear that holds me back. It's incredible for me to hear because I had a very similar story in college. I was, I was taking depression medication without knowing what mental health was. That's where it was like my first introduction yeah. to it. And then realizing I was teaching dance classes and how dance made me feel better than the medicine was making me feel Amen. realizing that movement and the arts and all that stuff was really in a way was my medicine. Yeah. And so, you know, I really share that. And like, there's a lot of people who don't understand, like when you get on stage and the lights come on and the music come on, it literally is a, a sense of meditation to take you Agreed. out of this world. Yeah. And I want to kind of say, I don't know how many times we watched your lip sync assassin <laughs> video. From All Star 6, From yes. All Star 6. I just need everybody out there, when this interview is over, maybe we'll put the link in the show notes. You got to go see the lip sync assassin. Like, I'm like, who is this person? And like, where does she come from? Because you literally slayed the game. Thank Talk you. me through that performance. Because we all look at it like, are you kidding me? How is this person so calm and collected, but so fierce and fun and flexible and flashy. Like, talk me through that experience a little bit. Well, I have been asked to return to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars many seasons, and I always say no, because ultimately I survived the shark tank once. Why would I want to get back in and, and try again? Um, but I had always wanted to be a lip sync assassin because that is ultimately what I do. For those people who are not familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, it requires you to do a lot. Costumes and makeup, yes, but also lots of acting challenges and dance challenges. And so I don't necessarily feel as strong in all of the challenges. But when it comes to lip syncing and assassinating my competitor, that's what I do. So I was thrilled when they asked me back to the show. And I was so excited because I knew this was a real opportunity for me to show the world the person that I had become. Mm. Oh, she's getting emotional already. Um, and so hear. it was, it was this like beautiful magic moment in my life where I got mm. to just, I got to go back and I got to just be myself mm. without having to try. And yeah. I think, you know, when I was on season six and 23 years old, I was a try hard. I'm still a try hard. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a try hard, but I think what was so cool about all stars is I really was just myself and my plan worked and it, it really allowed people to see the fierce individual that I am. Yeah. And it was so cool because I had told the, you know, stage production like, like exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to enter, like that I wanted to be in all green, that I wanted to represent cannabis. And for the first time, I was really allowed to do so because back in 2013 when the show was on Logo, you know, cannabis consumption was not as regulated. It wasn't as destigmatized. And so I had to keep that part of my brand quiet, which is really hard to do when your name is Laganja. For those of <laughs> you who don't know, ganja is the Jamaican term for weed. And it's the term I grew up in Texas calling weed. <laughs> so it was something that I was so proud to be on that show and to really represent. And, and that's why I was so you know, grateful. I finally got to have a costume that looked like a giant nug brought to life. And I got to fly in from the ceiling, paying ode to one of my favorite drag queens, uh, Tandy Amon Dupree, who is known for doing the entrance that I have now been known for doing. And it was so cool because I actually got to compete against someone who was a real competitor. Trinity K. Bonet, who was also from season six, is beyond fabulous, an incredible mover, an incredible lip syncer. And so it was a challenge. And what I found in my life is when I'm not challenged, 
I'm bored. And when I'm bored, I'm sad. And when I'm sad, I make bad choices. So I was so excited to walk in and see that I was really going to have to work for this moment. Now, I had no idea it would be as viral as it was. I knew it would be successful, but I didn't really know that people were going to be able in five minutes to see from me what it took many of those contestants throughout that whole season to see. And that was that, you know, I was a superstar and that I had something special and I had something to offer. So that's why I think I get emotional is because it really did change my life. I mean, I think people knew about me before All Star 6, but after it's like, you know, before Christ, after Christ, it's like before All Star 6 and after (laughs) All Star 6, because I think it really opened up people's mind to who I was because a lot of my personality on season six was jarring for people and they couldn't relate or they found me to be fake. And, you know, I think on All Stars, they really didn't have that opportunity, right? They only got to see me for five minutes, and they only got to see me do what I specialize in. So it kind of forced them to have to fall in love with me, which I loved. (laughs) (laughs) When you go through things like that, it really is, you're entering, like, a a new portal of life, you know? And, And I feel like, while I didn't see you perform before then, Sure, I've seen you perform live, it's such a joy if you Thank get a you. chance to Thank but you. would you say that not only through performance but through everything else you do being an advocate for lgbtqia plus rights do you feel like that was also the door that made you feel like give you more confidence more belief in yourself you know well confidence for me is something you have to fake it till you make it yeah, and then once you yeah. faked it enough you kind of like are delusional and believe it i think confidence <laughs> is so hard. I think it's something, again, much like my emotions that I have to work on every single day. But I think what really happened in that moment for me was I was able to release. I was able to just let everything go that had happened in my past Mm. and allow that to be my future. I love that. I know you mentioned before, was it alcoholism? Uh Like, let's talk about that a little bit because you have so many fans out there. And, you know, obviously I get this too. And they look at us as people, and I know you've been very vocal about your struggles and mm-hmm. like your upbringing. There are a lot of people out there that don't understand how they're going to get through it. Maybe they're struggling with that mm-hmm. now. What are some of the things you learned through your struggle that you can share and help other sure. people? I mean, I think for me, I've learned substance abuse is just that. It is abuse. Mm-hmm. It is deterioration of your mind, your body, and your soul. And I think, you know, for me, I definitely used alcohol to numb my negative feelings towards myself and towards the world that I was having to deal with as a queer person. And ultimately, in my therapy and discovery, I learned that numbing is not the solution. While it may feel good in the moment, it's a temporary solution. And ultimately, it's going to lead to a much darker place. And so I actually was sober from alcohol for three years, fell off the wagon, then got back on the wagon, was sober for a year. And now I'm at a point in my life where, knock on some freaking wood, but okay, uh, (laughs) I've really learned moderation. And I think that's kind of the key to life, not just with substances, but with anything, even with confidence. You know, you have to find that balance, right? There's a difference between being cocky and being humble. And so you want to have confidence, but you don't want to have so much that you lose your heart and you lose your kindness and you lose your, you know, being grateful for every opportunity. And so I think for me, that's, that's really what I've learned is it's about finding a healthy balance. Now, that's not true for everyone. A lot of people have to completely turn away from substances and they're you know, not able to use them. And I applaud those people because I do know how hard that is. But for me and my journey, I've really tried to find a place of reconciliation 
and try to find a place where I can balance both mm -hmm. and I can have, you know, a margarita with dinner, but I know now to stop because I think before, you know, I drank to black out. I mm -hmm. drank to lose myself. And now because I'm so in touch with myself, that's the last thing I want. Sure. I want to feel a little relaxed. I want to have fun with friends, but only to a point. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I still mess up. I messed up at the beginning of this year when I was in Seattle. And, you know, it's still something that I, I have to actively work on. But I think I'm much more realer with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think when you can be honest with yourself, you can tackle whatever problem it may be head on. I, I think that being honest in the struggle mm. is is one of the keys to that that moderation aspect yeah. of life. Because... I think that the world now is so extreme. Girl, you can say that again. I think even we got Cardi B singing about her wet ass. Okay, <laughs> it is extreme. Look, I danced to that song. I did that challenge. I love it Trust too. Me. I love it too. It but I'm viral. just saying, look, she it's extreme. It. It's extreme. It's though. extreme. It's extreme. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet ass. <laughs> I mean, I love dirty and vulgar, but it's like whoa. Wait, but did you do the? Did you do the challenge, baby? Did I do the challenge? <laughs> I did it on the beach in the sand. <laughs> Take me to the about. beach, beach. Let's go get away. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about music. Uh, I let's. have something else to talk about. This, is, let's talk about this music. is my year of music, so uh, please, let's dive let's in. Let's jump into the music. Okay. Tell me about your music, because when I tell you, you slay the mother. Thank game. you. I'm, Thank you. Well, I, you know, grew up in musical theater, as I said. So music has been integral to my life, not only as a dancer, but just as a human being. I think music is it's like church for me. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual thing that takes me into special places. And when I listen to certain albums, I remember certain points in my life and, you know, music has just always been something that I've been so passionate about. The downside is music is very expensive. Oh, it yes. takes a lot of money to produce music, music videos, tours, launches, the whole nine yards. So for me, I've really only been able to put out a single once a year. And this year, I'm really trying to reclaim my title as musician. And I'm really focused on getting other people's perspective to change to see that I am a musician. So this year, I'm going to be launching my first EP called Daily Basis, which I'm very excited about. I'm actually filming the uh, debut single music video on April 16th. So we're gearing up for that right now and trying to plan a tour to follow that, which will be my first ever solo tour with me performing and singing, well, singing, rapping live for an audience. And I'm just so excited about that because, you know, it's people like Kim Petras. For those of you who don't know, she's another trans pop singer, idol, icon. Uh, I've been really inspired to believe that the world is finally ready for trans voices in the mainstream media. So this is the year I just rebranded my website. We're about to do another rebrand on the Instagram to let people know she is coming to you with her music. And I'm so excited. I'm actually going to be, my first performance is opening for Peaches. I don't know if you know her music. I think you will if I sing it for you. Well, sing it. <laughs> Sucking on my titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time. Do you know this? Yes. The pain away. Do, 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 the pain away. Yeah. So I'm opening for the legendary queer icon, Peaches. You know, I grew up listening to her music in high school. Like, I used to tell people I graduated from the school of the Teachers of Peaches. So I never thought that one day I would get the opportunity to open for her as an artist, as a musical artist. So I'm very excited. I'm very, you know, just trying to stay in a, in a good place right now because 
a lot of the times, you know, I compare myself to other people, specifically mm. other drag race artists who make music, like Adore Delano, who's been touring the world, you know, for years now with her music. But what I've learned in just seeing her this year in Seattle is that if she can do it, so can I. And I was so inspired by her performance because it reminded me that, you know, life is really what you put in. You know, you're only going to get what you put in. And I think because I've been like a twister board and focused on dance and focused on music and focused on modeling, it's been hard for this little, you know, kernel of my life to pop. And so I, I feel like this year, you know, I've had to slow down. I've had to say no to gigs because I have to really focus on a, my stamina, you know, yes, I, I am a trained dancer and I've been performing all over the world, but to add that live vocal element is really next level. Yeah. And I want to be able to prove to people that in fact I can. Um, now I don't want to do that forever. I really want to be like Britney Spears eventually and just lip sync my music. But <laughs> you know, in order to get to that platform, I have to prove to people that I can do it live. So I'm excited. And as I was saying earlier, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready to take on this opportunity and, and to let my light shine and to hopefully, I think, inspire a larger generation. You know, I'm not saying that drag is limiting. I think drag has reached so many different individuals now, especially. But I know music is universal. Just like dance to me is the, is the one and only universal language, mm. you know, because I remember when Bianca, not to throw shade at Bianca, but I remember when Bianca Del Rio, the queen who won my season, went to Brazil first. And, you know, it was hard because she's an English comedian and people didn't necessarily understand all of her jokes. But when I went there the first time and did my famous dip, you know, the audience went up. And that's when I realized, like, wow, the power of dance, the power of movement, it truly is this universal language. And so I think music and combining the two for me is really going to set it off. So and it trust and believe I am ready to get up on stage and prove to people that I am a musician. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I hear all of this amazing stuff you're going through, going through in a good way and yeah. all these like amazing things that are happening in your life. Who is your support system? Oh my gosh. Well, I have an incredible support system. I think that is another like secret to life is get you some friends, get you some family, even if they're chosen family, you got to have people who have your back. Uh, my mom and dad have been incredibly supportive oh, throughout my whole life. Love they love musical theater, which is why they raised me in the theater at a young age. They realized that I was queer and, and, you know, took me out of soccer, which I hated because it wasn't in air conditioning <laughs> and put me into the theater and, you know, really set me up for success. My sister and her wife are also incredibly supportive. My sister took me to Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was 14 years old. So wow. I, I blame my last name, Astranja, on her fully because she's definitely the reason I'm strange. <laughs> I have two best friends, Robert and, and Hector, who I was very fortunate enough to actually marry. And they've been with me, oh gosh, since, since RuPaul's Drag Race came out 2014. Robert is an incredible collaborator of mine. He's made many of my music videos, done tons of photo shoots with me. And then, you know, I have so many other people in my life who are there to support me. And some of these people I've known forever and some of these people I met six weeks ago, you know, and, yeah. and that's why I, I've learned to keep an open heart because you never know who's going to be that person for you to help take you to the next level. 
and to help really support, you know, wherever it is you are in life. Yeah. So I'm extremely blessed. I mean, you know, I also have my drag family, obviously, Alyssa and Shangela, who, you know, when I first got off season six and people were not so for sure about me, they took me on tour with them and said, look, we love this girl. And I think that really helped change people's perspectives. Johnny McGovern had me on his show, Hey Queen, numerous times, which allowed people a, a deeper insight to me. Joseph Shepard just, I mean, I could literally go on and on about the beautiful people in my life, you know, and that's one of the main reasons I'm here is because when I have those dark moments, I'm able to turn to my friends and have them tell me, you know, you've got this. And not only do you've got this, but we've got you. And I think that's so important. I love that. And I feel the emotion. I did not think I was going to get emotional today. I'm like, we're going to do fitness. We're going to do dance. No, no, you don't trust and believe. I cry all the time. I cry all the time. And I cry all the time, too. I wear my heart on my sleeve. My next question might make you cry. Okay, good. I love it. Mama, this makeup is waterproof. You know, with the the climate of the country. Oh, yep. Here we go. There's nothing right now that pisses me off more than people... One who either are closeted and they hate gay mm. people because they can't accept themselves, mm. or like lawmakers that's trying to take away the rights of kids right. who are trans, or trying to go into another family's household, trying to tell a parent how to love their mm. kid when they know what's best for their kid right. and they think that they know it all. With the climate of the country mm-hmm. like that, and having parents that love you, because mm. you know, even just people who come out gay. A lot of us, I mean, I was, I'm so happy that I've, I had a mother who was like, yeah, I'm about it. Like, she was like, <laughs> bitch, let's go to the club. She came to no! my, my mom. Listen, my mom, when I was a stripper at 21. A work stripper. And my mom was like, can I come to your first show? She had her dollars. Like, she was in it. You know what I mean? I like, live for that. Like, I, I had a parent like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, just like really loved me. and was. Well, like, I don't think my parents are going to come to a strip club. I'm just <laughs> well, going to be real honest about that. <laughs> Well, my mom, she's messy. I love it. So if I were to ask your parents to talk to these people Mm -hmm. and try to, you know, beat them in the head and be like, hey, this is beyond religion, Mm -hmm. which pisses me off. Mm -hmm. And it's more about like the love and like a human wanting to be themselves. And like you don't understand how would your parents respond or how are they responding to this terrible Thing that's happening in our country with people trying to take rights of LGBTQIA plus people away. Sure. My parents, just for a little background, were high school counselors for 30 plus years. Uh, very liberal. You know, growing up in Texas, only surrounded themselves with pretty much liberal people. So it's like when people always talk about their Trump friends, I'm like, where? I don't know that. Like, that's not the climate I grew up in. Mm-hmm. My parents could not really handle that energy in their atmosphere. So I was very lucky that I grew up in a space that was loving and was cultivating of the arts and Mm -hmm. education. But I will say this, what I think my parents are doing now about the situation is actually telling my sister and her wife to get out of Texas. Mm -hmm. And that shocked me because I know my parents have loved having their daughter, uh, you know, in the same state as them. But I think they have finally recognized, not finally recognized, but really realized how bad Texas truly is. And so to see them encouraging my sister and and her wife to get out of there, I think that speaks volumes of the people that they are. Um, You know, and I think at the end of the day, like, they've done a lot of work when it comes to me being trans as well. You know, they got themselves into therapy, even at 70 plus years old with a trans man in Waco, Texas. So the, you know, the thing that I find so inspiring about my parents is that they're always putting the work in, you know, and I think that's really all we can all do, especially at this time that is so drastic. You know, I think 
we've seen such an incline in trans acceptance. And I think now that's why we're seeing such an active decline is because our stories have been kept secret and hidden for many, many, many decades and years. And I think what's so beautiful about the time that we're living in is although it's scary and I see so many of my brothers and sisters struggling in, you know, Tennessee and Florida and Texas and the list goes on and on, unfortunately, I also see an equal amount, if not more, of strength and of not accepting that as their truth. And I think that's what's really important as a parent, especially in these states, but in general, it's, it's to remember, you know, what is true to you? What is true to your family? And, you know, I'm actively working to try to fight all of this legislation. Um, you know, we're doing a big telethon coming up where a bunch of different companies have merged together, headed by PEG, my management company, Fiercely You, and Drag Out the Vote. The list goes on and on. You know, I'm going to different fundraisers where other queens are performing and donating money. And ultimately, I'm trying to use my platform every day to educate people. Sure, you're going to see me smoke weed. You're going to see me look cute. But I'm also always going to sprinkle in information like hotlines that you can call if you're struggling. Or, you know, right now there was a big thing at the Capitol in Austin. So I was promoting that. And, you know, I'm always trying to provide education for others. I think, again, that kind of comes from my mom and dad, right? This, this need and necessity to use my platform for more than just myself and my art, but to educate others. I think that's so important. And I think, again, that's a way we can be combating the hate right now. And I also say we have to lead with love. I know it's so easy to get angry and to be frustrated, but, you know, two budding heads go nowhere. And so I try to listen. I try to listen to these arguments and, you know, look at the other side. My best friend, Robert, he's the best at it. Now, I, I can't sit there and watch Candace Owens, but he will sit there and watch her and then he will give <laughs> me the, he will give me the spark notes. And so, you know, I try to understand, I guess, their perspective and where they're coming from to better educate them on why they are incorrect. You know, so I think I think, again, kind of tying that whole long question back to my parents, you know, they not only question me and those around them, but they question them themselves. And I think that's really important that we're always checking back in and we're always learning. Is there a way for me to grow from this? Is there a way for me to help others from this? I think one of the things that is super frustrating is just the fact that because you don't live this life and you don't know what it's like to be quote unquote the minority mm. like you want to keep yourself comfortable by shunning other people away right let's say two straight white men compared themselves to one another mm -hmm. the amount of differences is way more than the amount of similarities Agreed. that they have be it their genetics their body their sickness their job their interests their you know hobbies yeah. and so the thing that's like really frustrating is like the only reason is because like we make you uncomfortable and you know, I'm the first person to say it. And I said it before the amount of people, straight men living a heterosexual lifestyle that hit me up in oh, my, not the DMs. DLs. No, no, I've said this before. Not they, the DLs. They hit me in my DMs and they're like, they talk on their pages. Like they're this like super right wing conservative, but right. you're asking me for nudes. You know I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I think just that a lot of people, you know, they're, they're hiding their truth by through fear, you know, 100%. And it's like you, because you're afraid to be yourself, you don't want me to be me, but That's on right. the back end, you're tapping your foot under the bathroom stall. Like, right. don't even try it. You Given know, the hanky code. Right. I've seen stuff online where it's a lot of people who are against trans that were dressed up, 
either on Halloween or something mm-hmm. as women, mm-hmm. men to dress up as women. So I'm like, so what, so what is it now? Wh- like, right. why? Why now? You right. know? And so I don't know. That's just kind of like my venting about it because it just pisses me off so bad because I'm like, why can't I just me or you? Why can't we just be free? Why, right. We're not hurting anyone. Right. You know, I think we're finally coming to a real world realization that both gender and sexual orientation are on a scale. There is no black or white. There is no male or female. There is no straight or gay. Everything is on a gradient. And I think ultimately that is what white men have tried for so long to suppress. They've tried to suppress race. They've tried to suppress sexuality. They've tried to, you know, they've tried to repress all these things because ultimately when we finally unlock that key, everyone's going to be a freak. I really believe that. And I think once everyone's a freak, it's hard to control the masses because now everyone is living free. Mm -hmm. And I think that's ultimately where this comes from is that just like you said, people are are scared by our existence because it makes them look inside themselves and recognize the things that they grew up with, that they were taught, that they were bred to do may not be true. Mm -hmm. And when that is, that rug is pulled from underneath them, it's a very scary feeling. I mean, I can understand that even as a trans person. You know, I was so scared to come out with my truth. That's why I ultimately, for me, have decided why I chose drag as a career. Mm. Because it was a way for me to explain my femininity to myself. Oh, it was my job. It wasn't who I was. It was something that I put on and I went to work. And then when work was over, I took off and I went home. And it wasn't really until Corona, you know, that I really discovered that this was not just a job for me, that this was who I am and this Mm. is who I was meant to be. And, you know, and having to accept that was very difficult because I know the statistics when it comes to being trans about just life and longevity and the likelihood that you get a partner and the likelihood that you will get a job. And, you know, I'm lucky to live in California in a bubble where those things are not as, you know, high rate as other places. But just in general, when you look at those statistics, it's very frightening. And I think, you know, it took a lot of courage and bravery and honesty for me to say, you know what, that may be the case, but I'm still willing to risk it all Mm. to be my most authentic self. And, you know, I've seen, just like you said, so many men who online on pages are so anti-trans, but then want to hit me up on the side. And, you know, I allow them to, because I feel like, you know, that's the really only way we're going to teach people. Is by kindness and with I didn't love. Say I didn't allow them to. <laughs> I so, just showed the pictures to my husband. I'm like, see, right, right. <laughs> but you know, I I like to, I like to lead with love. I really do, and I and I just feel like, you know, it's the hardest thing to do, but it is the right thing to do. And I am blessed that I had parents who taught me to always do what was right. If there's anything in life that I feel like my parents left me with, it was do what's right, even if it's the hard thing to do. Even if it is uncomfortable, you got to do what's right. And what's right is allowing people to be themselves and to not put, you know, legislation on people's rights. It does make me angry, but ultimately, to me, it 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 forces the fact that we're going to have to get over this. Mm-hmm. We're going to overcome this. I really believe that. And that's so exciting to me. And so I try to focus on that more than the negative side, more than the fact that you know, it is a really horrible time to be trans right now, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do, I do respect and appreciate that perspective of, you know, the positive thing and of we're going to get through that. And it just made me think that if you really put a lot of people, like if you put a million people together, I believe there's a much higher percentage of people who 
will support us and respect us and love us. And I don't know. know that I believe that. I do. You know, I do. You know, I do because of those people that hit us up in the DMs. Like yeah. if you had like a, uh, like but if they've got survey. their people on their back, you know, in the room with the million, I get it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. I just, I think, but I believe we're getting there. Yeah, I, I think to your point, there. what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, everyone knows someone that's gay. Yes. Everyone, I mean, I everyone think doesn't know someone who's everyone trans. Everyone doesn't know Ooh. someone who's trans. But there's six degrees of separation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just feel like when the more people that are able to come out, and the more people right. that people are knowing people it makes people think a different way. Right. I mean, obviously it's still a little sad when a parent of course has a kid that they don't accept. It's like, Oh, so you had this, you had a kid wanting them to be something, not wanting them to be whoever they that are. Part. But there is a larger majority of people who want to support the yes. difference and, and maybe and, don't know how, and maybe they don't know how, but That's that, right. you know, fortunately it's, I say fortunately, instead of unfortunately, it's yeah. our job you know, for Amen. me, the way I do it, instead of like preaching, I'm like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to show my husband. I'm going to show my kids. I'm going to show that my kids are thriving. I'm going to yeah. show what it's like to be in a 12 and a half year relationship, yeah. married. And so if it just helps change one person's perspective, uh, you know, I'll leave with my love. But I still, they still get on my nerves. Oh, yeah. But, they get on my <laughs> nerves, too. Trust. Um, Trust and believe. They get on my nerves. All right. So we're going to have a little fun. Okay, I love fun. Scott's going to come in a hot seat. He's going to ask you some speed round questions of anything you've ever wanted he to He really know. didn't know that you were going to do this No, then? he doesn't know. Oh, my God. I'm messy. He's looking less than thrilled to do this. I know, but he's really, it's a slow he's get really up. Fun. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. First and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for coming because of I know we made we've tried to get this to happen. Yes. And thank you for like continuing to try. Well, you know, I was I was thinking about this situation and and why I love you and why I love Sean. It's because you are two people that are just so amazing at being able to communicate where you're at, your struggles, yeah. and I think and and the successes and be confident in that and you know, even though you said you feel vulnerable, sure. you take that chance and yeah. you are able to put yourself out there and people are like gobbling it up because that's what they want to do. You know, you guys yeah. were talking about that. They, you do it and people see it and they want to do it. And so that's, that's why right. we have this connection. And so totally. or I have a connection to you and I have a connection to him. And so I just, I love it. I look at you guys. I'm like, I want to be that way one day. You are that way. Well, you know, I think we all are, but we just kind of right. struggle with it. Tell me, what is your signature saying? Do you have a signature? You have lots. Of, I was about to say, girl. I made a career out of signature sayings. Well, I think what's very important was you need. We need a tongue pop first. Yeah. Thank you. Uh huh. And then yes, God. I was about to say. I think that's probably my favorite. Yes, yes. God. Yes. Um. All right. 
So I love trust and believe. Yes, you've been incorporating that. I've been saying well. that forever. Well, and just I said it on the show. I've, I've I love trust and believe. Yeah, mama, mama. There you go, mama. mama. Yes. Come on, yes. insert whatever you yes. like. Yes. yes, yes. Um, and then I think I love you. Yeah, I think I say that every day. So if you had to lip sync against mm. anyone, okay. And you had a week to prepare. Okay. Week Which or is, month, well, that's whatever. about the week is all you get for Drag Race. Okay. Who would it be and why? Oh, this is a good one. I mean, I'm getting older, so I'm like, do I really want to pick someone who's good right. at dancing? Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. I have to buck. You but, can't choose Bianca Del Rio. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if I had to lip sync against anyone, I probably would pick someone that I've lip synced against before, not on television, but in tours. And that was Kennedy Davenport. Oh, She's amazing uh, as a human being, but also as a dancer and yeah. a bucker. Yeah. And she really forced me to, you know, go out Bring there and the give game. my best. Yeah. I think if I wasn't going to do a dance song, I would love to lip sync against Sasha Velour. Oh, she's my favorite yes. drag queen, like in the entire world. I think she's so beautiful, so intellectual, so smart. And I think she has such a unique way of performing that really pulls the audience in. Yeah. So I think, again, it would really challenge me to try to find those similar things for myself. Yeah, yeah. And then if I had to pick someone who's like of the more recent seasons, yes. I would go ahead and pick Miss Sasha Colby. I mean, she's an icon. Yeah. She's one of the trans women that inspired me to live my yeah. truth. So I would love to I would love to lose to her because let's yeah. be real. <laughs> All right. What is one thing you're obsessed about on social media right now? Blocks. And what is that? When you block someone, oh, mama. Blocks. Perfect. When keep they're going. hateful and they keep being hateful, you just hit well, that block, block button okay. and you move it, it on. I'll I love it. that button. Favorite book? Books? I mean, I will, read a book? I will read people, but I don't really read okay. books. <laughs> but if I had to uh, pick a book, let me, let me just like really think about this. Okay. What book do I love? I mean... Ugh, do I? I really don't read. Perfect. Question. I wish. I wish I could remember the title of my friend's book because this would be a great way to plug him. Aaron Richard of the Weed Tube, now of Cirrus Club. Okay. He's put out several books that are like gay science being found. Being found. I've never read the book, but it's my favorite book. Yeah. Being found by Aaron Richard. Y'all go and down that. Perfect. Stunning. Are you a beach vacation person or a ski vacation person oh beach beach let's go get away perfect, oh perfect, absolutely perfect. i need the warm weather perfect i need the uh cocktail with the umbrella yes yes you know i need yes, the whole yes, thing yes, i need yes, the whole perfect. thing me too i love an infinity pool oh we are kindred spirits yeah, that's yeah. my one of my biggest goals in life i want to have a mansion in malibu with an infinity pool overlooking the ocean yes I would prefer a little south because Malibu is still a little cold for me. Like, I like it to be so where? warmer. Um, Puerto Vallarta. Oh, okay. I've never been. I oh, hear I would love it. Yes. I hear I would love it. Yes. But Favorite? I know I'm never going to leave LA, so that's why I'm like oh, okay. Malibu. Perfect. Favorite vacation spot? Oh, I have so many, but I'm going to go with Hawaii. Okay. Hawaii Which, is like where? truly like Honolulu, okay. but uh, North Shore. Okay. Definitely outside of Waikiki because Waikiki okay. cute, but yeah. you know, yeah, we yeah, like yeah. to get dropped by gorgeous. Yes. yes. So, yeah, I like North Shore. You know, I love, um, what's the shrimp truck? Giovanni shrimp truck. Okay, it's yes. stunning, stunning food. We, when we first. The banyan met, tree. Yes. I love it. We went one time for a, an event and he, I'd never been to Hawaii before. And we drove around the island and stopped at all the food trucks. You have to. Oh my God. It was amazing. It's four hours. Yes. Day, so yes. it's like the best four hours of your life yeah. you'll ever have yeah. just driving around the yeah. island. Yeah. But again, you know, the reason I'm so connected to Hawaii is yeah. because of the Mahu culture, yeah. which for those of you who don't know, it's really this, um, 
third gender in Hawaii. Oh. It comes from this beautiful story. Well, it's not even a story. It's kind of like a myth, a tale, a legend, but it's also like sort of a religion. It's it's hard for me to explain as a person who's not really a part of the culture, but it basically, were, it, it's the story of these people that came to the islands that were very tall and masculine like men, but they were women and they, oh, wow. you know, became the, the caretakers for the children. And long story short, they left their powers in these rocks to keep the people of Hawaii uh, oh, protected. Wow. And so these rocks are still there today in Waikiki, but most people don't know about this. And so anyways, about learning their culture, it, it really connected to how I feel because I definitely believe trans women are women, but I also, for myself personally, feel like I am a third gender yeah. and that there is something about me that is not trying to be male or female, yeah. but exists in this beautiful gray space, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about the gradient of yeah. you know, gender identity. Yeah. So yeah. Mahu to me is, is really special and it was really kind of something that helped me accept my truth. Listening to you over there in the audience, where do you get your information like where do you get your desire to learn or what like do you have a favorite website that you go to to, to get information i love museums oh, okay that's actually how i learned a lot about the mahu you know culture is by going to the bishop arts museum in honolulu and and so yeah i, I love when i go to different states and different countries to go mm-hmm. to the museums and to learn that way that's something yeah. that it took me a long time to get there in yeah. the beginning of my career yeah. i was like yeah. i'm going to paris i just want to yeah. go to the underground nightclub yeah. and my mom was like if you don't go to the louvre i'm gonna yeah. kill you yeah, yeah, yeah. but now it's finally like ingrained in who i am because yeah. i think learning is also like one of the biggest ways to unlock that next level that next journey of yeah. your life yeah. is, is by learning more yeah. so i'm fascinated with learning i love that just um, not by reading books. Of course. <laughs> I get it. Cause I, it's school. I don't school remember. gave I know. me like horrible PTSD. I know. Like I, know. I just. I used to fall you know? asleep reading books and I was like, I, I don't think. I like to listen to books. Yes. The Four Agreements. That's actually my favorite book. Oh my God. The Four Agreements. Sorry, Erin. But The Four Agreements. <laughs> yeah. I listened to it just recently. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. my therapist. Love that. Incredible book. I just remember that of all the years in school, you had to read these books and Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and all these things. I, I never, I almost, I almost said Catcher in the Rye, but I was like, I don't even remember what that's about. I know. I, I didn't, just know I it's a book never, I read. I never finished a book. Ever really? finished a book. Until, I spark noted. I spark noted you, for sure. Yeah, I, so it's so funny because I'm a little bit older than you. Uh-huh. Um, More established. Yes. Perfect. We don't get old, I'm baby. Antique. We get timeless. Yes. Oh, I like that. Antique. I'm antique. Um, yes. We, we call them Cliff's, Cliff's Notes. Uh-huh. Cliff Notes. We call them Spark Notes. I think it was the same thing. Okay. You know, it was yeah. like Google and Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. So the, the first book that I fully read okay. was at SMU because I went, I went to college in Dallas. Did I, went you Shang- really? I didn't go with Shangela, but I went to the same school. That yeah. so small world. Yes. Was uh, the Velveteen Rabbit because okay, the I've class was uh, Tragedy in the Family, and so okay. we had all these books we had to read. It was about tragic stuff, and this book was like twenty pages into the kid book. So Perfect. I was like, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna get an A on this section. I'm gonna kill it, and I did. So yeah, yeah. work. Thank you. One final question. <laughs> okay. Where is one city in the world that you haven't been that you want to go to? If I had a magic wand, mm. everyone loves when I say this. Mm. If I had a magic wand, I could make you go to that city right now. Where would you go? Oh my God, I have so many on my list. So many on my list. Um, I'm going to go with the one that I'm actually about to go to because it's been on my list for a really long time and that's Thailand. Oh, wow. So I'm about to go celebrate 420 in Thailand this year, which is a dream come true. But since I guess I'm going there, if you you could pick one other place, I'm like, where would I want to go? I mean, Tokyo. Okay. Like, I just love Asian culture. So I think I would love to go to Tokyo if the magic wand could be It's there. Ready? And three, two... One. Yes, <laughs> tongue pop. Well, thank you for thank your guest you. feature. You're <laughs> the no. best. 
Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having your, me and supporting my art. Of course. And sharing your gift of just love. Yes. You know, that's kind of what I really received from that. Thanks. Knowing that you also love and coined the phrase trust and believe, what would you do? I don't know that I coined it. It's just well, something that was always used in the vernacular in of my friends. It's in my soul. It's in your soul. Yes. So let's just say that. How would you define trust and believe? Well, I, I, you know, you got to break it down. So trust, right? Trust is all about acceptance and an inner feeling that you can't necessarily tangibly touch or see or feel, but that you know in your heart is right. And I think believe for me is about faith and it's about um, really acceptance. I think that's really, I think that's what both of those words mean to me. It's about acceptance because I feel like, you know, again, it's like when I finally accepted myself, all these doors started opening. And so the only way I was able to do that was by trusting myself and believing in myself. And so, yeah, I think that's, if I had to boil it down, like that's, that's what that means to me is it means, well, it's also like a little like exclamation point, you know, like if you really like something, you're like, you don't trust to believe. Like, so it's like an exclamation point, (laughs) but it also comes back to just like acceptance. I love that. Well, we are going to... Well, I have to know about what you think. Oh, my belief? Of course. you got a whole system on it. Listen, I do. Always go with to believe in yourself, you must accept yourself. To accept yourself, you must trust in your power to believe. So see, acceptance in your whole core. It's right there. Look at that. We are going to put in the show notes everywhere. We can find you and see you. Yes. So there's so much. We're going to need... Where your your music links. Obviously, you guys obviously follow us on Trust and Believe Pod Instagram page and at Shanti. So we will be tagging Laranja Shanja. Yes. And, and on our on our page. And I'm just so happy you were able to share with everyone Thanks. today. And, Me uh, too. And I made it really simple for everyone out at home. I just redid my website for a reason, laganjaastranja.com. You'll find my music, my cannabis, my dance, my press, my calendar, my incredible, if I do say so myself, shop, where I have a a various line of products, clothing, uh, home decor, and now a special collaboration with uh, Empire Glassworks, because I did just release my first ever water pipe. It was pretty sickening. So check me out, laganjaastranja.com. I love that. Trust and believe. Always trust and believe in who you are. That's right. <laughs>